Welcome back to the people under the scares. I hope you had a dreadful weekend. This week, Mike and Bobby are discussing a lesser known gem from Wes Craven. It's the story of a demented and brilliant boy that brings both of his loved ones back from death in a less than conventional way. I was so touched that I went out and purchased my very own deadly friend. Ah, Konati, baby. Konati, oh no. Now, go take your seat before I have him rip out your insides. See you soon. Welcome back to the People Under the Scares podcast, everybody, where we discuss everything scary, spooky, and disturbing in horror. I'm Bobby. This is Mike. And today we are discussing a Wes Craven film that I guess people don't really talk much about, um, Deadly Friend. We're talking about Deadly Friend. Uh, but before we dig into that movie, we have a very, very special guest here with us today. Uh, special guest, reveal yourself. <laughs> I didn't expect that. <laughs> I uh, <clears throat> I will reveal. <laughs> Hi, I'm Gray, uh host of Kill the Dead podcast, sometimes host of Gray Matter, uh long-term hiatus. And uh, you know, I just love talking about horror movies. I can't say that I've ever had to describe myself before. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, but welcome. Uh, thank you. So I've been on, I had the honor to be on Kill the Dead a few times. I consider y'all like family. Y'all are family. I love y'all so much. I consider myself Kill the Dead family unofficially. Um, (laughs) um, so I love that show, but you also have Grey Matter where you have theories and you discuss theories and horror, which I, you know, was a part of too, discussing Halloween Resurrection. Uh, what was so what made you want to come up with that idea for gray matter like what made you decide to do that for a podcast i honestly think it's a mix of devin throwing shade at random characters in movies (laughs) in my mind violent um because like we would always just get on tangents about things and i'm just like oh this is taking the show or it's gonna get edited out so i was like let's just move it to a new area and then, um, I don't know, like, once I started thinking of stuff, I was like, okay, this is fun. And it was helpful during the pandemic to focus on something. Um, definitely would not have started that one if I didn't have all the extra free time. <laughs> but now it's like, I need to get back to it. I need to get back to it. And, like, there's a whole unfinished episode that I've just never edited. We'll see if it ever happens. But it may not. Is it a surprise? What episode? What's it about? Yes. Well, my sister came back for an episode, hey. but she's uh, now in the business of signing NDAs. 
So oh, oh. <laughs> okay, fancy. Yeah, she's graduating. <laughs> she she's done with school, got her master's, and um, Ooh, congrats! Yes, congratulations. Yeah. So it has not been published because I don't know what to do with it, but we'll see. Well, put it on the back burner for now. You know, I guess work on other stuff, and then when you get the okay, just put it up. Yeah, definitely. There'll be more episodes this summer for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I know there'll be a nope episode. Oh, I'm sure. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> Gray. One thing I love about you is that your mind is always turning. Is always coming up with. <laughs> Just new ideas of things, and I'm just happy. And that's why I want to ask you what made you want to start Gray Matter and like base it on just theories and stuff, just because your theories are like legit, like they're really, really good. And you know, he really has me second guessing a lot. A lot of the villains, I'm like, wait, are they the good guy now? Right, yeah. because did they really do anything wrong in this situation? Particularly Leatherface. Yeah, particularly Leatherface and Michael Myers. Because, like, those are two pretty much your invading homies' home. So it's just like. (laughs) You know, I would say that's maybe the best part about doing this is because I will watch a film sometimes that I've watched over and over, like TMC, uh, and then just watch it, try to watch it from a different perspective. Like, I know how this movie goes in and out. I'm sitting there quoting it. And then it's like, what if I just shut up and watch it again? And just like pay attention to everything else. I recently saw um, Morbius with a group of friends. And they were like, what do you think of the film? And I was like, well, it seems like it's setting up the center. Oh, spoiler. If people haven't seen Morbius. (laughs) I Uh, remember. It's okay. I probably will see it when it gets on VOD. But it's okay. I probably forget the way my brain set up. Well, it's like more like Easter eggs that are there. And it's like setting up the Sinister Six. I'm like, did you see this newspaper? Did Mm. you look at that wall? Did you look at this? They said this name three times. Like. These are all clues about what's coming versus like, yeah, Jared Leto did an okay job, but it's Jared Leto. Like, it's funny because usually like for me to get stuff like that in movies, I have to watch it like a second or third time. I never really get it on the first watch because I'm just so like into just the movie itself. Um, so it's great that you can go ahead and do that because I, again, I have to usually go back and rewatch to pick up clues and, you know, Easter eggs and things like that. Well, I think that the reverse of that is that people hate watching movies with me because I don't pause films. And it's like, because obviously moviegoers, film nerds like us, watch a lot of movies. And so for me, it's like, if I miss something, the next time I watch it, it's new to me. Mm, so right. I never stop. And it's like, oh, I'm still discovering this film, even though I thought I got it. Um, my bladder at some point is probably going to give out on me because <laughs> I do hold it in movie theaters. <laughs> so, <laughs> Like, I'm like, I paid to be here. I'm not going to the bathroom. So <laughs> Ooh, I know that feeling. That happened to me on, I remember the first time that happened to me was when I went to go to the screen and to see Evil Dead remake. And mm-hmm. it, like, I like I really have to go to the bathroom, like pee in the middle of the movie. And I didn't want to miss anything because that's when all the shit was popping off. And usually, and you know, with that movie is like, once things get started, it's just like this. And I just yeah. knew that I was going to miss a lot. So I held it all the way to the end. And then it was like, wait, there's a, you know, after credit scene. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is not the movie to a yeah. screening on top of that. Yeah, I was mad. But I went because I'm like, all right, these credits, I'm going to just hurry up, come back. And I was fine. Um, and then the same thing happened with X. I did miss the end, um, the end credit of X, though. I had to watch it online to see what was happening. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. It didn't play on mine, so I had to go watch it on the internet, too. Yeah. That's weird. Like, why did it play on, like, some people's, you know? Well, mine definitely was an early screening. Like, I saw it maybe a week beforehand. Yeah, same. So, like, maybe they didn't want to give it away, because I did not leave until the lights came on, for sure. Okay. I guess that's smart. Yeah, don't yeah. release it during screeners. Yeah. I mean, come on. I guess that makes sense. It's not like people's yeah, gonna. Yeah. Well, people's gonna talk regardless. But... Yeah, it's, somebody's I mean, gonna say something. That's yeah. when you let people know there's an embargo. Hey, yeah. don't talk about it until this time. And then, uh, not that I have a problem watching that movie again, but that's not always the case. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Oh man. Well, before we get on with the rest of the show, um, we're gonna play a quick game of fuck, marry, or kill. Um, Mike, I believe you have our, you know, our choices, our contenders here or whatever. I'm scared because I I figured I would go with a little more human esque ones this time around. Okay. But not quite human. So, All right. first choice, Leprechaun from the first movie. Second choice, the same, it's the same Leprechaun. Chucky from Bride of Chucky. And thirdly, I'm going to bring Rumpelstiltskin back because I don't think you gave him a fair no. shot. No. <laughs> like the 97 Rumpelstiltskin yes. or like the animated thing? Okay. Yeah, the monster. Yeah, okay. that one. He's not that bad looking. What are you talking about? We just had this discussion already. We said I'll, I'll take him out. I, I had Tiffany Dollar in here first. So I'll put Tiffany Dollar in instead of Rumpelstiltskin. Keep, you know what? Keep Rumpelstiltskin. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I went first last time. So you know what, Mike? You go first. Uh, wait a minute. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't think of I, okay. Um, <laughs> I I'll marry Chucky. Mm-hmm. That would be very. Oof, that'd be a lot. Wait, no, I gotta think about this. Wait, because <laughs> he might try to kill me. I might have to marry the leprechaun. I feel like he's loyal. You know, mm-hmm. the second movie, he's trying to get a wife and everything. Mm-hmm. Um. Ooh. I guess I gotta fuck Chucky and kill Rumpelstiltskin. Mm. I made it simple, and I mean we saw Chucky in a sex scene before, so I mean it works. True. Sure. <laughs> um, Gray, you you know you would think I would have something ready while listening to your answers. And <laughs> I think, I think for sure I'm gonna kill the leprechaun. Like, I feel like he can't be trusted, and he's up to too much stuff at all times. Like, I don't want to have to second guess what I said. But, period. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then it's like, you brought up a good point with Chucky trying to murder you all the time. So it's like, do I want that for the rest of my life? <laughs> <clears throat> but, I don't know. I, I'm... It is a little rough. <laughs> I guess, I guess, Buck Ruppel still skin, Mary Chucky. 
at least he's funny until I go. That's true. You know, he'll make me laugh. <laughs> Wait, repeat that again. You'll marry Chucky. I would what? You say you, you'll marry Chucky? Because he's funny. Okay, and who you fucking? Rumble Stillskin. Oh. And you kill a leprechaun. Okay. He has riches. <laughs> yeah, we on to you now, Bob. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So I'll uh I'll marry Ch- uh <laughs> <laughs> Um I'm <laughs> I'll marry Chucky, I guess, because I feel like um if I even though, especially watching the show, I feel like if you play into his ways it'll be fine. Even though he's a little wishy-washy, he's unbalanced. Uh, but I feel like we'll have a toxic relationship like Tom and Tiffany. Um, so I can play into that, hopefully. Um, you got to kill people. Mm-hmm. He's not going to respect you if you're not killing anybody. <laughs> you're right. Um, but I'd rather deal with that than, a, you know, t- two magical beings. Where they can just twirl a finger and then something happens to me and then I'm, you know, I blow up, my ass get big, duck lips, big titties, and then I just explode. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want that. That seems like a, a a very, you know, crazy death. So I'll I'll just deal with Chucky. So I'll marry Chucky. I'll, <laughs> I guess I'll fuck mm-hmm. Rumble Stiltskin and kill Leprechaun too. Yes. <laughs> Give him a chance, see? That wasn't that hard. It was. (laughs) (sighs) Well, those are my choices. Okay. There you go. That wasn't that bad. It wasn't bad at all. I guess. (laughs) Um, All right. So what we've been watching, y'all, is there anything new, exciting that y'all been watching? Um, I know I haven't really been watching much besides this movie. Um, oh yeah, Real World New Orleans Homecoming. I watched that. That was a fun watch to see you know the game back and my girl Melissa uh getting to Julie because Julie was being annoying as fuck. So yeah, it was fun just revisiting all of that. I, I finally finished the season and that was just interesting to revisit and now watching Homecoming. It just I love it. I can't wait till they go back and do the other season. Oh, I watched Pupper Master Part Three recently, so Toulon's Revenge, I think that one. That's with the six shooter, my favorite puppet. Um, and that's the one I was telling you, Mike, that when I think that's how the leech woman woman was like she came about because technically, spoiler alert, Toulon's wife ended up being killed in that movie, and then he turns her into the leech woman puppet. So technically that's his wife running around spitting leeches into people's mouths. So <laughs> um that's all I've been watching as of recently. How about y'all? Oh. Um. Oh. <laughs> Gray. Gray. Sorry. But you've been watching. I, I, can go. Um, I, I just binged all four seasons of Ozark. Oh, okay. been putting it off. Um, but I haven't been putting it off. I wasn't ever going to watch it. But you know that one clip from near the end of the season, you're going to have to kill me line. It's all over social media. Mm. So I was like, I got to see what this is from. Not knowing what episode it was going to be in. It's like in the dead last episode. But it was, it was a fun journey getting there. And there's like a surprise second season coming to the fourth season. Um, I think it starts this week. 
Uh, so that's all I really watched. And then I'm not sure if you guys have seen this little Tubi gem called Titanic 666. <laughs> I've been meaning to watch that, but I haven't seen it. So y'all have to tell me all the tea. I'm, I'm so thrown that this is a sequel to Titanic 2 that I didn't know existed. I I didn't know that either. There's a 2? Yeah, it's called Titanic 2. <laughs> you know, I'm like 2010. You only had one story. Titanic, though. How we get a part 2? I don't I know. I never knew. Maybe they just I, made another shit. I did watch this. Well, okay, so I watched the first half, and then I started okay. skimming at a certain point. <laughs> So when things started happening, I was like, okay, let me just figure out what happens towards the end. I will say, I like, it was beautifully shot. I'll give it that. I wasn't expecting the uh, camera work in it. So. I appreciate you found something positive to say about it. (laughs) (laughs) See, I was curious to watch it because, like, on the cover, it has Monica from Girlfriends. And you have um, Anna Lynn McCord that's on 90210. the reboot of that show so i was like oh you had these two characters you know these two actresses on here so i thought it was going to be somewhat okay (laughs) but it wasn't that good huh i would i would say both those characters get sidelined for the most part oh way for people who still play and watch it but um, i mean you have to experience it yeah i agree michael on that one it's an experience Okay. For sure. Or, so are there ghosts, possessions, spirits? Is there something like that? All of the above. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going mean, to try to watch it this week. Is it my Yeah, favorite? they really just shoot for the stars in the third act. Like, they're just like, hey, we got to kill some time. Let's just add what you need. Fuck it. Okay. <laughs> Okay, okay. I'm definitely going to check that out. Uh, again, like I said, it's in my queue, so I, I've been meaning to watch it, but you just reminded me, so I'm going to check it out this week and let you know uh, what I thought of it. Can I ask you guys a question? Because I find myself... I don't know how to phrase this, but like, do you guys think Shudder fell off? Like, I think I watch way more Tubi than Shudder. I feel like Tubi's definitely coming out with a lot of releases of stuff I would watch. Yeah. yeah. Shutter has a good amount of stuff, but some of it's not it's not stuff I'm interested in watching. See, for me, Tubi, like what Mike said, it has a lot of a stuff a lot of stuff that I would wanna watch and nostalgic shit on there. Like they have a lot of old stuff that I probably wouldn't be able to find anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um and Shutter I go there to watch something new. Like, if I'm just bored one day and I'm just like, hey, let me just put on this film and see and check it out or whatever. And sometimes it's cool. Like, sometimes the movies are on there are pretty dope, but, like, I don't find myself going on there too often. Uh, but I'm happy what they're doing now with the Halfway to Halloween. Like, I was surprised that they added the three Puppet Master films and mm-hmm. Halloween uh, 2 and 3 and, um, was it Session 9, I believe? Uh, they added quite a few gems on there, but again, that's only on there for like a month, and then it's gonna go away, and then we're back to you know whatever. So I feel like Shutter is cool if you want to watch something new, and you're bored, and you just want to pop something on. You might just be surprised in what you see, but I definitely go to Tubi more, definitely. Yeah, and maybe you brought up a good point. It's like I'm not necessarily looking for new horror. I do. I 
I'll put shutter, like the shutter cable channels on, like in the background when I'm working. Oh, yeah. And then, like, if something grabs my attention enough, I'll go back and watch whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Unless it's on the folk channel. Oh, like, yeah. I try, <laughs> I try, but those movies aren't for me. Yeah, I try to. Um, I usually stay on Slash X and I guess the other channel or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Shutter is cool. I mean, I'm happy that, I mean, they're a lot better than what they used to be. So I will give them that. And they're definitely trying. And, you know, I, w- I would just like them to have better movies on there. And then when they finally do have those like movies we've been wanting, just keep them on there if they can somehow. Because, um, again, we get them for like a few weeks or a month and then they're gone. And you don't really get a chance to enjoy them. So we're at least Tubi. Like, they'll keep it on there for a while and then they'll go away and then they'll pop right back up again like the following month so yeah that's what i like about them but i do feel like do amazon own like amazon prime do they own tubi because i feel like there's like a weird thing that happens so when a show or a movie goes off amazon prime it goes on the tubi and then same vice versa like when something goes off a tubi (laughs) it goes back to amazon prime so i'm like thinking like hmm that's just something I notice. I I never put that together, but I also don't watch Prime. Like unless I'm looking yeah. for like eighties horror, mm. I don't watch Prime for anything else. Okay. Or if someone recommends a show, I'll watch it. But for the most part, I'm just looking for eighties horror when I go to Prime. Well, I love Tubi, but I had beef because we were covering Jawbreaker, and as soon <laughs> as we put out the episode. They want to put it on there when we couldn't find this fucking movie anywhere. So we had to buy it or rent it or watch it illegally. And um, all of a sudden, it's on Tubi after we put out the episode. And I'm just like, really? So I have a feeling they're going to do the same thing with Deadly Friend. So <laughs> watch. This episode is going to come out. And all of a sudden, Deadly Friend same. is going to pop up on Tubi. And I'm going to be pissed. I'm writing a letter. <laughs> Um, okay. Um Mike, what you been watching? Did we No, you didn't say. Uh uh, so you know I've been binging Degrassi the next generation for the first time, so I'm up to season five now. Don't you just love break. Paige Michael Chuck? That's your favorite character, right? <laughs> <laughs> she's grown on me. Granted, she's not on there as much now, I know. So I you know it just reaffirms that I don't need to have kids anytime soon, I think. And um, I watched, have I watched horror? I did watch Puppet Master because you told me it was on uh, Shudder. <laughs> and um, the dude with the big hands, I forgot about that. And, hit, yeah. and I think I watched the Power Rangers movie. Which I've one? been watching, I haven't been, uh, the first one. Oh, OG. With the uh, Ivan Ooze. Yes. Hmm. I haven't been watching too much horror recently. Yeah, sometimes you just and need... Tommy with his whack ass. But okay. <laughs> it's funny because a few weeks ago I watched um, Power Ranger Turbo, and I forgot how much I love Diva Tops. Um, <laughs> she's just a mood. She's always spazzing out. She's always yelling. Like, but then again, she's like she's a diva, but she's always getting somebody together. She just. She goes from zero to 100 so quick. I just love it. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, Power Rangers. Um, okay. And also, Puppet Master, I'm happy you did revisit that uh, because I told you that Pinhead was fucking that sidekick lady up. Greg, do you remember that scene in the elevator when Pinhead was punching it? <laughs> well, they jumped her. <laughs> she was handling the dude with the hands, and then the other one jumped down <laughs> and slid her through. No, it was like they were upstairs and they were fighting. He was like whooping her ass. She threw him. Blade came, started whooping her ass. She got rid of him. She goes in the elevator. He comes back and whoop her ass again. She gets rid of him. Blade come back down. They did jump her. Could we consider that a chasing? Yeah, I can say that's it. For puppets, yeah. You know? It's on the level yeah. of Helen. No. Wow, come on. I, I, that's a stretch. That's a stretch. Oh, so we did do uh, Sleepwalkers, and I was telling Bobby, because I happened to watch that right after that episode we recorded, the Sleepwalkers left Bodega Bay in the beginning of the movie, mm. and then in Puppet Master, it takes place at Bodega Bay Inn or some shit. So I was like, there's a connection here. I don't know what it is, but there's a connection. That was such a coincidence, too. Like... I wasn't expecting... Like, when you said that, I was like, what? And I Googled it, and I was like, oh, shit, they both took place in Bodega Bay, which is interesting. So maybe they're in the same universe. Gray. Gray Matter. (laughs) Puppet Master and Sleepwalker. I would definitely watch Puppet Master at night. It's been a while. That used to be... I don't know why, but back when I was younger, they wouldn't card me to rent any full moon. I didn't know it was full moon at the time. But, like, any full moon film, they didn't care. So I was like, I watch Puppet Master all the time and all the sequels. Any other horror movie I tried to walk out with, they're like, where are your parents? Mm. But like, that for some reason, it was fine. <laughs> That's so interesting because they definitely be fucking in Puppet Master. <laughs> like, they be... Oh. oh. Yeah. So you talking about the puppets. Yeah. <laughs> One, the, the Michael, no. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> now I got images in my head that I did not want. Um, the scene where they were having sex, they killed the woman on the floor, and then the leech woman is like rubbing his nipples with her tiny hand. Like, how do you not know that that is not a person? Her hand is literally like this small. Maybe he thought that was a. Never mind. I don't know. A tongue? I don't know. <laughs> Those movies are very, uh, they're very interesting, but I, I, I definitely have a lot of fun with them. They do, I mean, it's a ridiculous, uh, you know, franchise, but I will say it gets way worse after like part four when they're battling aliens from outer space and it just goes, yeah, balls to the wall. And then there's one I remember I was hype about as a kid and it premiered on Sci Fi Channel. It was Puppet Masters. Uh, Puppet Master versus Demonic Toys and Corey Feldman was in it. <gasps> yeah, yes. and that was and I recently revisited that and it's so bad. Like, it's really, 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 really bad. Um, And I just didn't like how they had the puppets on there. They didn't look the same to me as like they did in the original and that kind of pissed me off. Like, it just, it wasn't didn't good. Didn't they face Nazis or something? Or am I making that up yeah. in my head? Like, wasn't it? Okay. Yeah, that's pretty much what it's about. Um, oh, yeah. What's the newer one? It's uh, The Littlest Right, I believe. Yeah, that's the Nazi one. That one's good. I actually like that one. There's a lot of... Really? I got to watch that. Yeah. 
because for me, I'm not going to sell it because I'm sure a lot of people probably haven't seen it, but it's not just like your typical puppets you see in the OG ones. There's different type of puppets. And let's just say that it's a very, very bloody movie. And I love it. I'm excited to talk about this because, again, back in the day, I used to love uh, Christy Swanson. And I used to love Anne I still do love Anne Ramsey. I know she's passed away, but she's great. And watching her in this movie was just so fucking funny. Um, and I want to be like her when I grow up. <laughs> Minus my <laughs> kid getting exposed by a basketball. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Deadly Friend is about uh, you know, a girl that's pretty much killed by her abusive father. Um, she makes friends with a new neighbor and he decides to take his robotic chip because his robot been killed by Anne Ramsey character and he plants it inside Christy Swanson's head and tries to reanimate her. And Things become interesting when she's reanimated. <laughs> um, a lot of blue eyeshadow is in this movie. <laughs> I wonder where that came from, but okay. Uh, so we have Paul, uh, who is Matthew Labor Tux. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I'm sorry, uh, Matthew, if you're listening. Christy Smotson, uh, she plays Samantha. Um, Michael Sherritt, who plays Tom, and Anne Ramsey, who plays Elvira, and in uh, is it Twami, who plays uh, Janine? Is it Janine? I think that's the mama. I only remember Paul and Samantha and Tom. I don't remember nobody else's name. <laughs> and BB, that's it. Oh yeah, <laughs> the star, BB, BB, definitely the star. Yes, um. I mean, you have to say the star because I mean, BB had his own, well, had their own song at the end of credits. <laughs> yes, very eighties, very eighties, and I was actually it was a creepy uh, song. So I didn't remember that. Like when I rewatched this, I was like, I watched this a couple of times as a kid, and I did not remember that BB song at the <laughs> the end of credits. <laughs> oh man! But this is a Wes Craven film y'all and let me ask like do y'all have a sense of Wes Craven in the film like do y'all feel like it's his film because one thing I will say about Wes Craven is he he done a lot of stuff and some of his stuff don't always seem like that's his type of that's his work like if he if you put let me think of I, I would even say well I would say curse like I love curse but I would say it's it feels like a West Craven film only because some of the characters that's on there, but I didn't really see that as a West Craven film in my eyes, even though I love her, but that didn't feel like a West Craven film to me. Maybe because the Weinsteins had like their hands all over it and West Craven couldn't do what he originally wanted to do with that movie. So that's why it was like sloppy, but did this feel like a West Craven film to y'all? I think there's elements of it that definitely feel like, it's a Wes Craven uh, movie. However, I did read the book, and it's kind of like a curse situation where multiple producers weighed in on how the film should go. Mm. So, like, there's specs of Wes Craven throughout the film, but he did say on record it's like the one film he doesn't acknowledge or he refuses to own. Yeah, mm. that's interesting. 
I mean, for me, I know Mike, we were talking before, like you say, you got two different movies. Well, you were reminded of two different movies for this one. For me, I just, the, I, for the scenes that reminded me of another movie of his was one where Sam was having a dream about her father and she's seen like, you know, uh, her father, like she killed her, um, her father. She stabbed him and all the blood was, you know, spilling out and he was talking all that shit still. That gave me Wes Craven just a bit. And then also when Paul was sleeping and then he seen uh, Sam's chart, mm-hmm. Sam's father's chart hit, which gave me Freddy Krueger vibes because, I mean, you know, chart, burnt victim, things like that. Uh, yeah, I think it had a heavy injection of Diamond on screen. I even see, yeah. see somewhere with her father, like he does look like Jackie Earl Haley custodian Freddy. Okay. Yeah. Even though that yes. happened afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I can see that, though. And in the furnace scene, the furnace. he is wearing a green sweater mm. or a red sweater with a green shirt. Yeah. So, like, that had to be semi-intentional. Oh, yeah. Wow. And then you have the furnace, like, you're down yeah. there for so. I mean, come on. <laughs> I love that. Your nice fall out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mike, what movies you got? I'm curious. Um, So, I wasn't really thinking of Craven. Uh, movies, but it gave me Buffy the Vampire Slayer a little bit just because she was strong and she was whatever. I don't really understand how a chip can make you physically strong, but right. um, there's just certain scenes she can lift shit, throw it. She jumped out the window like a scene in Buffy. And- <laughs> I thought about that too. That dream Buffy. sequence, right? The, yes, the well, there's the dream sequence where her father is hovered over her. That reminded me of the Lothos dream she had. Yeah. And then when she jumped out the window and attacked Tom, that yeah. reminded me of when she had a flashback <laughs> when she was a slave girl, I believe yeah. he called her. Um, and, uh, and she jumped and attacked a vampire. That reminded me of Buffy. And the plot kind of, I was thinking of Return of Living Dead 3. Because oh, the girlfriend dies, yeah, he brings her back, and then she starts fucking people up. Yes, I forgot all about that. I would have never gotten that there, but you're so right. Yeah, because the, the only thing we missed was her like having a crazy scream, like in Return of Living Dead Three. But other than that, oh yeah, she was annoying though. Like that scream when she jumped out that window, though. <laughs> she did. <laughs> She did. And I laugh at that part because it's just like, Christy Swanson loved jumping out of fucking windows and just like checking somebody. Because I thought about Buffy on that moment too. I, I literally like bust out laughing. It was so fucking funny to me. Um, There was another scene that was funny to me too. I know we were jumping ahead, but like it was towards the end where she was surrounded by the cops and Paul was, you know, being held by one of the cops and how she like looked at him and like, she was running like slow motion. at (laughs) 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 I don't know. It was just a lot of like interesting scenes in this movie that had me laughing, but I did feel sad at a lot of moments here too. And you know, me in horror movies, most of the time in sad moments, I get really teary eyed and stuff. So um, you know, that one scene actually has me confused because, like, she flips to Sam at one point. She yells yes. Paul's name. And then, like, she turns back into BB and her hands go all like this. I'm like, <laughs> Sam doesn't want to save him? Like, why does. I, I, that's always confused me. Yeah. I guess because BB is, I guess, the stronger one here. You know what I mean? And Sam is 
trying to fight to come forward because you see the flashes like when she's looking at people you see it go from pixel to mm-hmm. you know just a normal vision so that's when you can tell that you know sam is trying to come out and she even you know she's she, she starts to speak so you're like oh you start to see that sam is trying to come forward and that's when I felt bad because I'm just like, all right, well, maybe if they give her a chance, Sam would be all the way here eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Why did they have to shoot her? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because, like, BB let her take the bullet, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was fucked up. BB said, I'm going to go back into your, you know, <laughs> you, you got this. <laughs> oh, man. How do you guys feel about, uh, Tom and Paul's relationship because I in the beginning kind of got some queer vibes between them two like a little that's just me yeah I did and it wasn't more so from Paul it was more from Tom like Tom kind of was giving him some uh, you know a certain look and I was just (laughs) like okay but then you know when all that shit was happening after you know Sam died and Paul started to lose his mind and Tom was just like, fuck this shit. I'm telling everybody. That's when I was just like, all right. But I don't know. I kind of feel like he liked him a little bit. And maybe I'm just, you know, reaching. But that's just me. I don't think you're reaching. Like, the, the original script, right, was friends that became close-knit group of friends. And, like, parts of that movie is definitely been edited out. So who knows how far the friendship went. And it, it does seem a little weird that Paul holds oh. it over. He's like, you owe me. Yeah, and it's like, are you? Does he owe him for keeping his secret? Like, that's never fleshed out. Oh. That could be a whole episode of Grey Matter. Hey, he tried to throw the whole "oh, you got BB killed." Like, so this is a fucking robot, right? <laughs> <laughs> but he was close to BB, and I did get sad at that scene too because Ramsey didn't have to go <laughs> in like that. When BB gets shot up, yes, that I was sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mike is always laughing at like my traumatic experiences in horror movies, and like <laughs> you cannot say that was not a, like a sad scene. I okay, so that scene wasn't sad to me only because I was laughing at Paul. <laughs> but <laughs> the scene that was sad to me is when BB was looking at his or her reflection. Mm-hmm. And then looking at the photo, like, something isn't right. Like, why am I in this body? And then was crying and shit when Paul came. And that made me sad a little. Oh. Mm. I wasn't sad at that. I, I was sympathize like, with the villain, you know. Yeah. Usually do. <laughs> Can we go back to a second to where, like, Elvira does murder BB? But, like, she is not phased that there's a robot. <laughs> oh, no. Right. She's just like, she's going to destroy it. It was like, Normal person, 1986, 87, whatever that year was, would be like, what is this? And freak out and go back inside. Right. Elvira won't fucking around. I feel like she probably experienced things like this before. Or she probably knew about uh, Paul and his shenanigans with this damn robot. So she was just like, oh, this fucking thing is in my yard. Pow, pow, pow. Got it out of here. And she had the biggest smile on her face after she did it, too. Uh, Why is she the only person on the block that owns an alarm system? (laughs) Right. Like, what's in that house? Nothing. Good question. <gasps> no, I'm not going to do that. I was no, going to say the jewels from Goonies, but they were arrested. <laughs> and I think this was before Goonies, <laughs> I think. So I don't know. No, Goonies was like 84. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So she got out. She's on house arrest. Mm-hmm. She got some of the treasure. Well, if it's connected, she got what she deserved in this one here. <laughs> if she is like a Fratelli in Witsec, that would have been so awesome. Mm-hmm. I think Fratelli is the last name. Something like that. Yeah, like, something like that. I like that narrative. Yeah, I do like that. Okay, well, Aaron Ramsey, I love her art. So I love Aaron Ramsey. Obviously, she's in the Goonies. Um, she's in this film here. Girl Mama from the Train, which is my favorite movie for her and Danny DeVito. Me and my little sister quote movies from that line all the time. We speak with each other because Aaron Ramsey is just so amazing in that. She be cursing Danny DeVito the fuck out, and I love it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and she had a little part in Scrooge, too. Uh, but I love her in this movie, and I forgot how nasty she is. But I always left the part because, like, come on, that much strength from a basketball coming at your head <laughs> and your fucking head explode. And that was like a watermelon. It was just like. <laughs> <laughs> like Gallagher was on set that day. Right. <laughs> my, my biggest problem with that, too, is though, when the body was still twitching and around, you could obviously see that somebody was in there moving around. It was like the body was discombobulated. Like it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't like it didn't look right. You could so you could tell somebody was in there like twitching and stuff, and it just didn't look okay. Um, but the joy Sam had on her face after she threw that basketball, she, <laughs> she had this smirk, and I loved it. It was so good. I forget if it's on IMDb or if I read it somewhere, but she had to do that scene like a hundred times. Wow. The ball. I feel like, yeah, that's interesting. I feel like she was fine. I feel like they should have did the other scene a hundred times where she was twitching around and moving and Ramsey. (laughs) I feel like they should (laughs) have, I feel like they should have focused on that part opposed to Christy Swanson actually throwing the basketball. (laughs) Um, Because that part was a little shaky, but I mean, I loved it. (laughs) It's an iconic kill. It may not make sense. For sure. Oh yeah. It is iconic. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, so I have questions about like Paul though. Because Paul I mean, I understand like Psycho. Yeah. He's he's cuckoo bananas for sure. Like I if I was Tom, I definitely would have left Homie alone. Like, you came up with this idea to do this to Sam, a dead person. Like she's obviously a you know, she's a corpse now. Like I'm I want no I want no parts. I'm good. You do that on your own. So I'm surprised that time went along for the ride, you know, uh, that long. But I wouldn't have done it. What about you guys? <laughs> because what if your closest friend, a sibling, just like, hey, like, I need you to do this favor with me. Nope. Just come on. I got an idea. And then you see that they're trying to bring somebody that they love back to life. Maybe a boyfriend, a girlfriend, their significant other, whoever, or a parent. Somebody close to them, would you go along for the ride and try to help them? No. <laughs> yeah. That's, I feel like we watch too many of these movies to, for, well, I'm sure there's some people who would do it, but as a horror fan, I would think, you know, this something could happen, so maybe let me not. Right. So I probably would have stopped hanging out with him. Mm. Yeah, the moment he's like, we need to go get her body or do some crazy shit. It would have yeah. been a wrap for me. Yeah, I don't know what the the jail time is for grave robbing. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a felony. 
<laughs> so like right. at that point I'm out. It's gonna be a no for me. <laughs> also, amateur brain surgeon, you just had this in your back pocket the whole time. Yeah. I feel like that whole scene was just like, come on, like you filmed the how did he know that you go in the back of the hospital, you hit this switch, it's gonna like happen in this four way minutes. in four minutes. Like, come on. Nah. Also, how old is he? I'm so confused because he said he is going to Polytech and he has a scholarship. He's not quite in 10th grade, but he's studying the human brain. I'm like, this seems like a lot for somebody his age, but I guess he's advanced in some way. Yeah. So I used to question this until this year. My friend's daughter is graduating college before she graduates high school. Oh, okay. It's more of a technicality, the college graduation is two days before high school graduation, but it's still a fact. Okay. She got come up. Education and college education at the same time. Wow. Smart one so, there. I'm sure there's a few people in the 80s. <laughs> <sighs> but I don't think whoever wrote this, I don't think that's what they were going for. <laughs> I mean, if it's a tech program, I guess it would make sense. You could do college courses, I think. In high school, if you go to like tech, yeah, yeah, but it, he was just like, I study brains. I was like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I was just, I don't know science. So while watching this, I was like, I just have to believe this because I don't, you know, I can't fact fact check it like we need to do that in a movie. But I was like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll go along for the ride. I I also thought it was strange. This robot has always been nuts. Okay, from the very beginning. I was mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? I thought something was going to happen to the robot. Yeah. No, from the beginning, he's been trying to get people. He was about to choke somebody out in the car that broke into Good. the car. Good. Protection. Which, he's being protective. Yeah. I, so, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But he was smart enough to know, ooh, they come and let me stop. So, I was like, oh, no. This is, this is about to go. But, like, I think Paul o- okayed that behavior because, like, he's aware that BB... We'll listen to the remote control sometimes and sometimes not. Right. So it's like, BB's content, or no, is allowing him to be complacent, I guess. Yeah. Versus like, I don't have to listen to you ever. True. Because he said, what did he say? I gave her basic, basic software, basically. And then BB's just constantly learning and then eventually just doing everything on his own. Yeah, mm-hmm. and which sounds like Skynet a little bit to me, but uh, <laughs> and I mean there was just a lot of scenes I was like, it's really interesting seeing this robot. Everybody's acting like it's normal. You're just strolling alongside everyone. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I thought it was so cute though. A little bit. I don't know why. Like, come on. I don't know. <laughs> like. Paul and BB's relationship, I just thought it was so cute. It reminded me, it reminded me of like, you know, that's his dog or something. Like, like Gizmo buddy. and Billy. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, that's his little partner. And then, you know, unfortunately. Now, I, it is a little scary because, you know, BB kind of does do whatever they want after a while and don't listen. Um, and I guess that's what lead to, <laughs> lead to it getting shot up. Because I feel like their little relationship was cute and I didn't mind it. Um, the bully that pops up in the beginning, the main one, he reminds me of Cody Fern. He like they have like similar features from American Horror Story. I'm gonna no, bring, bring up a picture. He was in okay. nineteen. <laughs> he was in nineteen eighty four. 
uh he had the just the blonde one he played michael langdon in apocalypse uh we play okay okay gotcha yeah um i'll bring up a picture real quick but do you guys y'all probably even remember what the bully looks like (laughs) so never mind (laughs) i mean he had a very distinctive i thought he looked familiar but i definitely i mean i know it's not who you're talking about but he has a distinctive look yeah he just has strong features and he just reminded me of like cody fern huh just a little bit. Okay. Yeah, just a little I can bit. Kind of see it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now I need to find the other actor, but I'll do that later. You know, I thought Tom, or at times, Tom looks like a young Chris Pine. He does. And I had to look it up. Mm. Okay. Like, Is this Chris Pine? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised because a lot of those big actors did movies like this back in the you know the day. So it, I wouldn't be yeah, surprised. That Paul was like a big Little House on the Prairie person. I like, whatever the version of a Christian teen idol was in the 80s. Oh, I definitely didn't know that. I mean, I, I thought he looked familiar when I see him, but I was like, I don't remember him from anything else that I used to watch. No. Yeah. Unless you watch that show, he was like the hot throb on that show. Mm. And it's linen overhauls. <laughs> Not heart throbs on the prairie. <laughs> <laughs> You might have th- uh, thought of something right there, Michael. Hmm. Michael Landon shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> that probably end up being like a gay porn or something if it's not already. Yeah, I can <laughs> oh. see that. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. The mom on this movie, too, is a... <laughs> She's just so nonchalant about everything. Like, I do like her because she cares about Sam because, unfortunately, in this movie, Sam is abused by her father. Not just physically, but I guess they hint sexually as well. And it's just a shame, like, what she goes through. But, like, you can tell the mom is trying to invite her in the house and try to be, you know, make her be a part of the family. Like, she's having Thanksgiving Day dinner with them, um, Halloween, all that fun stuff. Uh, Just because Sam's father is a horrible person. He's a lush and he blames everything on Sam. I guess what happened in their past with the mom or whatever. Um, But... Paul's mom, I don't know, like, when they drug her so they can go to the hospital. (laughs) Like, Tom was about to have a heart attack when she was like, what'd she say about the coffee? She said something about, oh, this is some good coffee after they done drugged it. Mm -hmm. And he just, like, spit out his fucking drink. (laughs) What I didn't understand is that, like, it didn't seem like this was Paul's first time drugging his mom. Yeah, I feel like he probably done this before. Mm. Because, like, when she wouldn't wake up, he was like, no, I dosed it right. Right. <laughs> like, he's had this measurement down. Right. <laughs> and I just feel she just, I think she just let him do anything he wants. I could tell, I mean, he is the only child, right? So I feel like he probably gets away with um, any or everything. Uh, but I did, like, go ahead, Mike. You know, smart kids sometimes get the... Um... It's almost as if if you're smart, you're not also sneaky and bad and shit. And I kind of mm-hmm. got the feeling like she just trusted him because he was extremely intelligent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he did take a girl up in his room and his mom was, like, protecting them. Like, you said your door was there? What's that, sir? <laughs> Barely opened the door like he was the police. <laughs> 
the part that interested too, because this is not my mom. Like, if she heard a noise in my room and she know that I'm not home, my mom probably would end up dead because she probably would run up to that room like, "Hold the fuck up, what is this?" <laughs> <laughs> so I'm surprised this mom didn't do that. Like, and then like when you see him come in, obviously you heard a lot of commotion up there because it's not like she just dropped something. Like she didn't she just like knock a whole bunch of shit down. <laughs> that was a lot. Like, something is up there. Y'all don't have a fucking dog or a cat, so what is up there? <laughs> I mean, she did address... She was like, I could have sworn you were upstairs. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's something else up there. She should have went and investigate, but I guess she was mm-hmm. smart not to do so. Because who knows how BB would have react when she came up there. BB would have fucked her up. <laughs> I, this is... Speaking of... B- did BB not sound like a gremlin when he was talking at certain yeah. points? Yeah. I think the it's person who voices BB did voice something else that I knew and escapes me right now. Because he was also on a Nightmare on Elm Street, and then he. I forget. Mm. He's oh. the voice of something else, though. All right. Sorry, that's a lame fact when I don't have the answer. <laughs> Well, no, that so I wonder if that's who it is because I was like, this sounds dangerously close to like Diga Diga, whatever voice that was they were doing <laughs> when they attacked that lady in the chair. Um, his name is Charles Fletcher, but who else did he voice? I mean, because he was in a lot of things. I see he did video games. He did the Polar Express. He mm-hmm. plays. A, he played an elf on that. Uh. House of Mouse, he, I guess he voiced another cartoon character from here. Okay, so I guess he's a, a voice actor. But nothing horror related? Um, I just see A Nightmare on Elm Street. Everything else mm-hmm. is like regular or, you know, kid stuff. Oh, wait. He was on Demon Knight. Wally? Who's Wally? Oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm so wrong. Sorry, I'm giving y'all wrong information. Sorry, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Elon Musk. All right. (laughs) So he was on there, but he just did um, a lot of the film work on there. But he did did some voice work, but he wasn't on um, Demon Knight. That's my bad. So everything else was correct except for that one. But he did a lot of stuff. Good for him, though, because that BB voice was uh very interesting and kind of creepy at the same very. time like you said very <laughs> very creepy yeah and that trying to sleep in that thing is making noise baby baby you know i found it more creepy when it was coming out of christy swanson's mouth especially towards the end <laughs> when she tossed the bully like baby <laughs> and you could tell like it didn't come out her mouth because it seemed like her like she like what her mouth was saying it seemed like it was it said something else and bb came out but it seemed like she was trying to say something else so i don't that wasn't good voice acting from her but um i I do think she went to robot school or something for this part I okay. think she did some good me- method acting no. to be BB yeah. in a human body. <laughs> I 100% believe that. She was committed. <laughs> I mean, she was. The movements, the, you know, the, the hands, the fingers. Is it this? Yeah. Her face. Her facial expression. Oh, no. Just dead inside. Yes. 
the little smirks, the blue eyeshadow. Yes. Do you guys think there was like a studio race? This is something like I looked up a while back, but probably the last time I watched this movie. But this movie came out. Short Circuit came out, which is another yeah. robot. Forgot and about then that. Flight yeah. of the Navigator came out, which is a plane, but like all AI robots in 1986. And was like, they're pushed like, oh, Warner Brothers is doing this. So Trademark's got to do this. Mm. I think Disney was Flight of the Navigator. Or Touchstone. That's the adult version of Disney. Touchstone. Pretty Woman fans. Mm, oh. I, I remember Short Circuit. I don't remember Flight Navigator. I mean, that's interesting, actually. Yeah. Hmm. Flight Navigator was like that no-name actor in Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh. Miss <laughs> <laughs> <Ms>. Bradshaw. <laughs> Back when the mole was prominent. Oh, Lord. She had a mole? Yeah, on the chin, right? Yeah. It's still there. I thought she got to get cut off. Oh, she did? I thought it was still there. Well, then in... Just like that, you can't really see it. True, it's fine. Make a. I know it's definitely there on Hocus Pocus. You see it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> that actually. How are character. they coming back? How are they coming back in Hocus Pocus? No, but I can't wait. You need a virgin. They those those don't exist today. <laughs> so, <laughs> how are they bringing them back? In the book, it's a lineage thing. Ooh. Oh, that's right. There was a book. Yeah. I did a lot during COVID. <laughs> I loved it. I should have read the book. I'm surprised I haven't. Um, and that, So do you, are they going based off the book, though? or I don't know. Okay. I haven't seen anything but the one production still. Okay. I just remember seeing... A few, well, I follow a page on Instagram. And they had a few like still shots and stuff, and um, some video from like a distance. And they also have a few drag queens dressed as the Sanderson sisters. That's going to be in a movie. Um, that's one. Actually, one of them was on a recent season of RuPaul's Drag Race, which is cool. Um, and they're playing each sister. That's going to be fun because I think they're supposed to be at a Halloween costume contest, and they dress up as the Sanderson sisters, and they're going to run into the real Sanderson sisters and their <laughs> drag queens. So I'm curious to know how that conversation went between them, because you know how drag queens can be. So I'm excited. I can't wait. I'm a huge fan. And I don't know who else is going to be in there. I do know. I think Danny's not going to be on there, um, because they said scheduling (gasps) conflict. Yeah. They said something about her not being on there, which I I love her. Dora Birch. You should have. Oh, well, that'll be interesting, because she's definitely a character in the book. Oh, I guess they're not going to use the book. Probably not, because they said schedule co- conflict. But then again, I don't be I don't be believing in any of that shit. I feel like they probably do that just to throw us off. And she's probably going to really mm-hmm. be in a movie or something. And she's probably going to do like a FaceTime or a phone call or something. I don't think they're going to get her completely out the movie because she's a huge part of that movie. Um, yeah, using technology might be interesting. Yeah, I mean, if she shows up as you know, the technology. Well, I gotta cool. see. Is she working? Like, what could be the scheduling conflict? That's what I'm saying. Is <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm just saying. Just throw Daniel Harris in there. It's oh just, God! Just give, give it to Daniel Harris. <laughs> I think she would take it. <laughs> no, she wouldn't, because she used to date in real life. That's the same I noticed. 
She used to date. Um, <laughs> she used to date Max. Um, what? Yeah, they were in a relationship. She. I remember hearing about it a long time ago, and she talked about it on her podcast. And she said that they. I think she lost her virginity to to him too. She had sex with him. To Max. To Max. Yeah. Wait, let me not say it that. <laughs> 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 let me see what he's looking like. Hold on. Max Dunstan. Uh, there are eight episodes of Wednesday. That she is connected to, and that's it. Fine. She kind of oh, too busy for voice. Okay. So I can see that. Cause that's a big, that's a big show that's coming out, and I can't wait for Wednesday. You know me. Yes, I know you. <laughs> I know. Woo, whenever that comes out. Yep. Yeah. Danielle. No, ma'am. <laughs> this was back in the day. He was cute. This was when they were teenagers. Oh, I'm gonna say he's not. I'm. Ain't fucking him now. Yeah, I guess he's retired. Wait, so you listen to the? I haven't listened in a while. Is she single? No, she's married with kids. Not that I. Oh, (laughs) never mind. I'm trying to fix her up, like I know celebrities, but (laughs) (laughs) trying to fix her up in my head with somebody. No, she got a whole. She's in a whole relationship uh, with somebody ten years younger than her. She got kids. They be wilding. Her and Scout be going in and on because they're real freaky. They talk about sex. They talk about so much yes, crazy. Oh, you listen to Gray? Yeah. <laughs> they be going in, and then they turn into like a true. They go to like a true crime thing towards the end of their show. Um, but they tell a lot of their stuff. They be spilling the tea about their relationship. Sorry, I put us on a tangent. Uh- <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, but Deadly Friend. I mean, there's not really much else to say about this movie. It's a good time. It's fun. It's you know, it was fun to revisit because I haven't seen it in such a very long, you know a very long time, and just to see another movie that Wes Craven had did and see Christy Swanson do her thing as this you know I guess villain I suppose. Um, and it's it was it's just something I needed to watch. Cause I've been watching so much of like the same shit over and over again. And even though I've seen this before, it was still kind of like seeing it for like the first time again, cause it's been such a long time and it was exciting for me. So I personally didn't mind it. Um, I don't think she's a villain or he's a villain or they are a villain. But be, well, I don't know. I mean, it's just revenge that, really. It is. But then she starts attacking motherfuckers. Like, why be? Why is BB taking time? Why is BB attacking a mom? He was gonna run his mouth, and you know they would have snatched her up. Because low key, I'm like she could be an Avenger with how strong she is. Yeah. So if he would have told somebody, she would have been recruited. Some into the agency would have snatched her. <laughs> if it was made today, definitely. You know, I was thinking, and this would put her in the supernatural realm, or them in the supernatural realm. Is BB slash Sam a revenant? Because like. It wasn't the intent wasn't revenge, but they are brought back to serve a purpose, mm-hmm. and for no reason is able to regenerate inside of human skin, <laughs> <laughs> and like a hybrid too. I was like, that's not what BB looked like before, right? That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, all right, so is that a dream sequence? Because that's why I put in my notes. I said that must be that must be a dream. I hope not. I want Paul dead. I don't know of any other version of this film, so it's, to me, it's canon. 
but it should have maybe because how did BB like manifest into that? That thing was scary. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was terrifying. Ooh, I guess like another little Nightmare on Elm Street reference. That's Jesse and uh, Kruger coming out. Coming out, yeah. Oh, mm. very was painted. I I will say if it was real and if it wasn't a dream paul deserved that because this is like leave her alone after all of that i understand that you like sam she got you you know pussy whip one, but like one kiss. <laughs> one, one kiss one kiss did it for him but like girl <laughs> i mean boy i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> she's dead <laughs> You see all the things that, you know, she's done. And, like, they take her out again. And you go back into the morgue to try to, like, get her back out so you can do whatever. Like, it was just, it was too much. So, that's why a part of me, I, I thought that was a dream. But at the same time, I hope it's real because you need to go. You didn't learn the first time. Maybe you'll learn the second time. And she was like, come with me, Paul, or some shit like that. And yeah. End. And then here so basically next die night. with it's like pet cemetery yeah. it's like mm-hmm. die with me and then i can bring you back too but then why is that because so is that sam saying well bitch come with me or is that bb i don't know it's, it's confusing like it's to bb could that have been the internal struggle as they both were in love with paul mm. and they were fighting for who gets to keep paul True. I could see that, yeah. <laughs> oh no, I'm pretty sure Paul was like one dead animal away from a serial killer. Oh yeah. Definitely. Like, how did he get so good at brain surgery? <laughs> also, switch. if if he didn't decide to go back and try to get Sam again, what would he have done afterwards now that he knows he can do this? Right. Uh find Herbert West. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I feel like... You know what? Yeah. Yeah. I think Paul is the true villain in this movie. Is. Yes. Yeah. He's definitely the true villain in this movie because, like, I get it. You do anything for a person. Like, all right. Maybe it will make more sense if he did this for, like, his mom or something because that's his mom. But you just met this girl for, like, how long did they know each other? Maybe, like, two or three months because they go to from Halloween to Thanksgiving. I guess she dies on Thanksgiving night because it was after she left dinner. So (laughs) maybe two months and school starts in September. So three months, I'll give it. So, you know, this girl for three months and you're already pissy whipped and you're doing all of this to say, bring her back. I mean, I guess he's a teenager. So maybe, Mm. But I'm like, you drugging your mother to do all this? Like, right. feel like there has to be a limit. And then he's like, can we steal your dad's truck? Like, you asking too much. I wouldn't do all of that. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not drugging my mom to... And then he was about to go crazy when he thought his mom was dead. And then Tom was about to lose it. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, you are a murderer. Lock him up right now. Get rid of him. Please. <laughs> no. Where was this supposed to take place? That's now that I realize it's supposed to be following mm. Christmas, like there was no decoration, no cold weather aspect. You're right. <laughs> it, the only thing I was noticing was that Christy Swanson was covered up, and then I was like, well, that's to cover up bruises, so maybe it's yeah. not even cold there. Hmm. Mm-hmm. But it never gives like a fake city name that I can remember. 
Yeah, I could probably look that up too. Maybe that. in the be trying to think in the beginning when the when Paul and his mom are driving to this town, I don't remember if they mentioned where they were going or not. Yeah, I don't remember, but maybe it's somewhere in the West Coast or something. Because to me, nobody, like you said, like as they hit toward, I mean, they're in fall. I don't see anybody dressed particularly in like, you know, fall clothing, wearing coats or jackets, sweater, things like that. So I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's just warm wherever they're at. Very interesting. You know, it would have been interesting. You brought up Paul's mom. So if he accidentally killed her and after they killed Sam at the end, if he would have put the chip in his mother mm. and then would have had his mom as BB again. <laughs> Imagine how that would have went. Maybe that would have been Deadly Friend Part 2 if this movie was really... should have been. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Paul is just a mad scientist and he's just fucking everybody up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so would you guys like to see this movie remade today? Because this is a film that I don't really see too much, like hype around. Like a lot of people don't talk about this movie that much. Um, Mike, you said this was your, was this your first time watching it? Not like recently, but like um, a, a couple. Months I watched ago? it for the first time a few months ago. A few months ago, yeah. I always saw the the uh, meme of her turning her head <laughs> after the mom called from downstairs, <laughs> but I didn't know what it was from. And I've seen like the the uh, gif of the basketball head explosion, but again, I didn't know what it was from. Yeah, so this mm-hmm. is my second time watching it. Okay, but I'll definitely be watching a lot more. It's a fun watch. It is. <laughs> Great. When do you remember first like watching this movie? I definitely saw this in the nineties. Okay, <laughs> it was a uh, like I remember watching it just because I saw the Wes Craven name, and a lot of things when I was younger, I didn't realize. Like I ended up, like I was a Tim Burton fan and didn't realize it, but I watched Beetlejuice, I watched uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, I watched Edward Scissorhands, and it was like I didn't know why I was watching this. I didn't pay attention to the names on the screen. Uh, oh, fun fact: during the production of this film, Wes Craven was going through a divorce, was being sued for the rights to the original Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, and Warner Brother took Beetlejuice away from him and Superman Four away from him. Well, damn. All while filming this. Wow. Wow. Superman was... 4. Really? Yeah. But I could have gone for a Wes Craven Beetlejuice. Yes. I wonder what that would have been like. Because, I mean, granted, like, we, I mean, Tim Burton, you know. <laughs> he has a specific a... style. He so does. To see what Craven could have done with it would have been interesting. Yeah. And then Tim Burton, a lot of people, you know, he's on a lot of people's shit list. So it's kind of just like, mm. damn him too. What the fuck, Mike? Where you been? <laughs> it's just pretty much like just people think. I'm not gonna say they think he's racist, but it's just a, he just doesn't hire a lot of black people in his films. And I think he said something about that too. I think he comment about not having black people in his movies. I call it the white gaze. Yeah, that they both suffer from. Yeah. Um, Mm. I think Kevin Smith said something like this when asked why they're not more black. Although I guess eventually he started putting black people in his movies, mm. but he was like, well, where I grew up, there just were not black people around. So I guess mm-hmm. he was trying to be authentic to his um, childhood or whatever. But um, the best ones to me are dogma. And that has, Oh, Chris rock. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, Chris rock. <laughs> and, um, 
Chase and Amy, I don't remember his name, but he plays the gay dude. And, and so, I mean, they happen to have the black people in it, the ones I like the most. Okay. I could kind of see that from Kevin Smith because he's also, except for maybe the new Jane Silent Bob, he's shot every movie in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. So he is very true to his town. And like, he has businesses there and things like that. Not saying he needs a pass. I'm just saying if there were going to be something like <laughs> Uh, at least that does line up with the way he's always presented himself. Right. It isn't like, oh, this is Game of Thrones. There's no black people here. Right. Yeah. But y'all got dragons and zombies and shit. Right. <laughs> well, it's sad, but true. I think Tim Burton's been asked about the whole that too. It sucks because again, it's like I'm not I'm I'm not going to cancel him um, until like you know the words come out. <laughs> I do like a lot of Tim Burton films. I'm not gonna lie, like Batman Returns is like my favorite Batman ever. I love Batman Returns so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're scissoring, Nightmare, you know, before Christmas, and just you know, he just did Pee-wee's a, Big Adventure. Pee-wee, oh yeah, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. How can I forget about that? Oh my fucking gosh! If we ever <laughs> cover that movie on here, we are we are inviting Gray back. We have. I will to. come for sure. You know, I have been wondering. I was like. I feel like we could just stretch it out a bit. We don't always have to do horror movies. I mean, <laughs> some of the choices that we had so far wasn't. I guess. I mean, part. that's true. <laughs> Jawbreaker, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I mean, it's horror elements in it, but technically, mm-hmm. people don't consider them horror. But Pee Wee's Big Adventure, that whole movie is scary. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. <laughs> Come I'm on. not gonna say that it's not. Like, there's definitely. For sure, horror elements. Oh yeah, definitely. And I'm not just talking about Lars Mars. There's other things in here too. But <laughs> that's another movie like I quote a lot too. It's so fucking. I'm funny. down. Yeah, I'm definitely down. Oh man. But yes, Deadly Friend. Uh, do you guys seen this movie being remade today? Oh, you did ask us that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see a twenty four put a treatment on this. Mm. I don't know any young actors. So. <laughs> fill in who you gotta fill them in with. Right. But I think that would be the right production company to handle this. Yeah. A24 is working it. Yeah. I see that. You can even age up the characters. They yeah. don't have to be teenagers. Yeah, I'm not sure the story behind why they hired actual teenagers for this film. Like, that's not normally done. Or, never mind, that makes sense. Because it was originally PG. Mm. It was going to be a wholesome-ass film. Like, after-school special. Oh. Oh, dear God. Well, if they remake this, I want it to be darker. I want to see more blood. I want to see head explosions done correctly. (laughs) Even though I enjoy this one, but... It's kind of the Child's Play remake minus the girlfriend part. And, um, it's just a killer robot. Well, I mean, Chucky is obviously. <laughs> but it's interesting. I don't know. I, I, it is pretty much like that, but it is an interesting concept to, like, if somebody dies, you're, you're putting a robot shit into a human body. Because it's different with a doll opposed to a human body with robotic strength. I think that's a little bit more scarier. I mean, like, again, come on. She's tossing motherfuckers. She's throwing basketballs <laughs> at, like... Super speed, like I don't think Chucky can do that. But <laughs> no, I mean they may have to tweak some things. Like I think that big bulky robot needs to be updated. Oh yeah, so mm-hmm. stuff like that they could change. Right. 
I think it'd be a decent remake. I don't see why not. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what if it's like a, a, a play on it of like the Sam character creates the BB character, although we don't know that to the film. The BB character is a Tom. Tom and Paul become friends. And then as Tom starts doing sinister shit, Paul becomes more and more aware of it. And then eventually, mm. Sam reveals what's going on. Okay. Right. I like it. I love it. And we're uh, and we're keeping BB. I like that name. Yeah, not changing for it. sure. <laughs> and we need a new a new updated version of BB song. <laughs> I think we're gonna say Elvira. <laughs> we need a new Elvira too. Um, who will we get to play that role in Ramsey's role? Medea. <laughs> <laughs> imagine that imagine Medea coming out the fucking house with a shotgun I would want Tyler Perry half still in costume coming home as Tyler Perry from a Medea shoot mm. <laughs> that's how I want that to happen and I could just see him going off like what is this motherfucking robot titties jumping up in the air wig flopping I would <laughs> That's the comedy relief we would have in the dark film. See? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm here for that. I like that. I like that. Okay. A24. Because y'all rebooting everything everything else under the damn sun. Y'all can reboot this. This is a film I don't mind being rebooted. Like, you can touch this one. It had, it, It's a lot of potential in it. So I think they can do a, a stellar job. Especially with technology that we have today. Why not? You know? Yeah, I think some of the kills would definitely be better. Oh, yeah. And all, all honesty, I hate to double down on the A24 thing, but I also think Ari Aster would be a good director. Okay. He clearly has mastered grief on film. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Strange uh-huh. thing about the Johnsons. Yes. Uh, yes. Is... Yeah. You that... haven't seen that either, Bob? Oh, no, I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> but no, you're right. He definitely has mastered that. Um... Well,. If it gets done, it needs to get done soon because I'm here for it. Y'all already rebooting everything else. Like, I just heard that. Well, I've been knew that they were, were rebooting uh, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, but. Are they really? Yeah. But Mark Oestas just brought to our attention that they have Tyra Banks, Miss America's top model, playing. I'm right on top of that, Rose. Sue Ellen? No. Oh, no. Sue Ellen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's, um, Tyra Banks is playing uh, Rose. Rose. Rose yeah. That is my favorite line. <laughs> yeah. I say that to my boss all the time. And he, mm-hmm. I don't think he ever seen but that Tyra movie, Banks. so he's so lost. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about Tyra Banks. Again, I don't want to judge too much just because we haven't seen it. But I don't know. Is it just doubling down on the she works at a fashion place? Probably. Uh, who else is cast? I don't know. Daniel Harris is <laughs> Sue Ellen. <laughs> that would have been cool. But it's going to be a black oh. family, though. So. It's gonna be oh. Hilarious. Yeah. It's a Death at a Funeral remake. Is there going to be a father this time? Or is it going to be like a true one? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I want it to be a little darker as well. I wouldn't mind that. But I don't care what anybody say. I want Wendy Williams to play Rose. Everybody... <laughs> Look, look at Rose and don't tell my babysitter. Like, 
that character. I can see Wendy Williams playing that type of character. Why not? How you doing? I, I her personality. I don't. I don't hate that idea. Actually, right. Because if you look at Rose, like Rose wasn't like a strict boss. She wasn't mean. She was very easygoing. She was sweet. The only person she was a bitch to was Caroline, the other bitch in no, here. Like she was yeah, so she annoying. Deserved she deserved it. Mm-hmm. But other than that, she was a sweetheart. She was great. So I can see when he was playing that type of role. Why not? <laughs> I think I would like to see Nene Leaks in that role. Oh, God, no. She could be loud and annoying. I'm pretty sure either one of their actings on par. <laughs> their accents are going to overpower <laughs> everything that they. I'm trying to imagine Wendy Williams' accent, Jersey, and then you got Nene from down south. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. it depends on where this movie's taking place. I don't know. Nene leaves. It'll be Atlanta. Yeah, it'll probably be Atlanta. But Mike, you live in Atlanta, so if they're filming down there, let us know. Maybe it'd be an extra or something. <laughs> That's impossible. I'll be laughing, so I can't even do. <laughs> I can't do extra work. I know she already has a good job right now, but since we're talking about dark-skinned black people, Coco Jones is Sue Ellen. Mm. Mm. I'm here for that. She's season. I'm not mad at that, especially after watching her in Bel Air. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. Okay. I can see that. I like that. it. I like yeah. it. Who's the old lady? What's her name? Uh, she's on Blackish. Oh. Yeah, Jen- that's exactly who I was thinking. Jennifer. Oh. <laughs> Jennifer Lewis. <laughs> Jennifer Lewis, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, why yeah. not? Jennifer Lewis <laughs> is there. You can't kill Jennifer Lewis off. We need her in the whole movie. <laughs> but the twist is. She wasn't dead the whole, you know, the whole movie. Maybe she was <laughs> unconscious or something. And at the end of the movie, she wasn't dead. They thought she was dead. Hmm. I like that. And, like, she just really wanted to go play bingo or whatever. And <laughs> right. Comes back at the end of the movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> Why not? We're taking a brief commercial Whoopi, break. Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg. That would be fun to yeah. see her, like, earn a Comedy, yeah. You guys watch that? I forget what it's called now. There is a Megan Good has a show on Amazon Prime, and Whoopi Goldberg's like the professor in it. Is it that show you watched? Oh, yeah, I watched that. Yeah, the moment was, she was eating um, that boy ass. She didn't eat his ass. Oh, Which, but yes, that she show. was about to. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. All right. So I guess to any friend, we get back. Well, one last question. Yes. Um, if BB slash Sam didn't die, like because she kept evolving, I feel like, what do you think she would have been able to do eventually? Because I feel like there were points where, towards the end where she could see Paul visually very clear. And I was like, it's almost like they were truly becoming one uh, yeah. being at a certain point. Yeah, it was like a struggle between them two. But I feel like maybe it would be like a thing where... Maybe superhero. I swear yeah. she jumped mad high and far <laughs> at one point yeah. in this over the cop car. She was doing a lot. <laughs> she was. I mean, I think BB would have found a way to take uh, 
human form again. Because right, that's what Paul said at the very beginning, BB can evolve. And mm -hmm. by the end scene, BB did. I like the original BB. I don't like that monstrous metal <laughs> mouth looking thing. So you think Sam would have ended up in a sunken place and BB would have just been here I am. <laughs> no more Sam. <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I feel like maybe they're I don't know. I feel like for me, I think it's the opposite. I think it would be Sam, and she would just have these strengths that BB, mm. you know, have. So she'll be like this, maybe like a superhero, but maybe occasionally BB would pop out every now and then, but I think Sam would be mostly in the forefront. But then again, it's difficult because technically what's keeping her alive is the, you know, the computer, well, BB's uh, brain chip, microchip. So technically, I mean, maybe... BB, like you said, Greg, maybe she would eventually just be that. So Sam would probably just go away and be in the same place. I don't know. I'm back and forth. I don't know. I'm, I don't know science, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think on the, the cusp of this, Wes Craven was on to something. Because if you even look at the fact that, like, BB didn't have to charge itself anymore. Like, once it took Sam's form, it was like, fine. Mm -hmm. Didn't need to downtime. So who knows what BB could evolve to? She would have eventually found John Connor. Oh, it would have been <laughs> she. BB was feeling emotions. Mm -hmm. He would have became more and more human. I mean, I don't know. It would, he, she would, he would have been the Terminator. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's true. Ooh, the BB one thousand. <laughs> the BB one thousand. <laughs> but I don't want BB to speak like a human. I want it to still do BB over and over again. <laughs> BB. Like a uh, group. Oh god. <laughs> yes. It's just more interested in that way. Or what if she does speak human, like she speaks English, but then she have these like occasional spurts of just shouting BB. <laughs> like Yeah. She's like, oh, like when it gets flustered or frustrated. Yeah. Like it reverts back to BB. Yeah. <laughs> she's gonna she's gonna see how we use other robots and then she's gonna snap. And then she's going to try to control the other robots and kill everybody. <sighs> well, I don't know. I'm like, I'm still thinking about that monster version of BB at the end because I feel like that would be like a cool version of BB to see killing people as like the robot itself because that monster, I mean, that robot did look scary as that. Especially how it was coming out the skin. But at the same time, I don't know. I like Christy Swanson as this human robot fucking people up with the fingers and shit like that. So, wait, why was her fingers like that? Was BB like hands like that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like the robot hands. Okay. I was just curious. I probably wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I told you she went to school for. I told you. Yeah. <laughs> that was a character detail that no one asked for, but she gave it. Yeah. Just. <laughs> Now you got. I'm thinking of the run at the end with the hand. <laughs> I'm gonna find that gift and send it to y'all. That shit was hilarious. <laughs> oh, Christy Smiling. All right. Well, overall, guys, um, thoughts on the film, real quick. Then rating. What What are we going? What are we going to rate this film out of a five? Five BBs. <laughs> I don't know. 
I'll give it a, a strong cult classic three. Okay. I'd have to agree. I'll give it a three. I'll give it a three. It's definitely entertaining. I laughed a lot. In, <laughs> in this. Yeah. So I, I would not necessarily call it scary, but it's entertaining. So I'll give it a three. Yes. I'll probably say the more scarier parts was when um, she was being abused by her father. Like I didn't like any of that. And it made me a little uncomfortable. Um, especially like after she fell down those steps and he's still like, oh, like, stop playing, go to your room. And it's like, she's fucking yeah. he's a mess. at the you bottom of the stairs twitching. They, like, in the beginning of the movie, when they pull up to the house, you hear him cursing her out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, she comes to the house a lot of the times. Well, one of the times she came to the house with a bloody nose and she just said, like, she fell or some shit like that. Oh, no, she just got like a random nosebleed. I'm like, yo, like, you have to do something. Like, uh, I don't know. Slay him. Yeah. Yeah. But she got him out of here. She threw his ass into the furnace, burned his ass. No, she cracked his neck first, right? And then put him in the furnace, which I loved. And she was just sitting there staring at him as the whole thing was happening. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I'll give it a three as well. I give it, you know, three BBs. I enjoyed this movie. I thought that I was going to like hate it going back into it as an adult. And I thought it was going to just be like cheesy as fuck, but I really, really actually like enjoyed this movie and I had a good time with it. And I feel like everybody did a good job um, in their little roles and stuff. So yeah. And again, I would still like to see this movie be remade. So yeah. I'm with you on the remake part. Yes. Stop touching all the other shit. The, this is one of the movies that need to be remade. Like, I wouldn't mind, like I said, like, stop touching the classics, bring the shit back, because maybe it'll introduce people. Like, one thing I like about remakes is that at least it'll make the people go back to watch the original, you know, if they probably haven't seen it before, or maybe if they did, it gives them, like, a refresher. Like, with this one right here, I feel like it's different. You don't really see anything like it right now besides the new Child's Play movie, but that's different mm-hmm. because it's already a doll and you're already remaking a beloved franchise. Like, people are already upset that you're remaking Child's Play. You're remaking Chucky. But with this right here, like, it's really nothing else like it. So, why not? Go for it. Do it. Yeah, and it's been 26 years. Why yeah. not? I don't know if that math's right. But... <laughs> Wait, what, what year did this come out? 86. 86. Ooh. 86? Yeah, no, I'm 35. I was born in 86. 36 so. so, 36 yeah, years. Yeah, because I looked at the date. is October, because I remember thinking, oh, this movie's two months older than me. <laughs> so, yeah, it's 86 in October. All right. Okay. So, it'll be 36. Yeah. Okay. I was within a decade. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But if they bring Christy Swanson back as B. As long as she dies in the first five minutes. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Christy Swanson. Poor girl. All right, guys. Well, that is the end, I guess, of this one here. Thank you so much, Ray, for joining us yes, to talk about you. Deadly Friend. This was a lot of fun. Yes, thank you guys for having me. I really did enjoy this. Yes, me one too. Thing. And we're definitely going to have you back. Damn, I forgot what movie we said just that fast. BB's Big Adventure. I didn't forget. Because <laughs> I can't wait for that one. 
Yeah. <laughs> Definitely coming back for that one. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm already got shit in my head from that fucking movie. Okay. <laughs> I just, all right, the image that popped up in my head is when he's on the bike and he put his legs on the handlebars and he's like, la, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything coming up, Gray? Did you? I mean, Kill Dead every other Thursday, as uh, long as I don't get sick and travel. <laughs> Probably new episode whenever you're hearing this. Oh, yeah, they were sounding frisky on this episode of X. Let me tell you how, real quick, I was excited because. <laughs> Especially Ash, because Ash was, and she said she was horny. I said, Ash, Ashley. There was maybe uh, 10 to 15 other minutes of that that did not. <laughs> wow. Oh. <sighs> well, thanks again, Gray. Uh, plug your, I guess, put in your handles, plug in your social medias and all that fun shit. <laughs> yeah, you can catch new episodes of Kill Dead every other Thursday. You can find me on all social medias at Gray himself. That's G-R-A-E himself. Uh, I say all social medias, but it's definitely just IG and Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I understand, yes. <laughs> but if you're looking for me and you can't find me, just let me know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, that would be the end of this episode. You can find us at people under, I think it's people underscore scares. Twitter, Instagram. I get confused with underscores, y'all. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm not a fan yeah. of underscores too much. So I'm just like, <laughs> what is it? I, I was trying to, I might switch it up. I got to <laughs> look at some of them things because I do get tongue-tied sometimes <laughs> when I'm trying mm-hmm. to tell people. And I do, like you do, I do sometimes say people under the stairs accidentally. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, well, you can find us at people underscore scared <laughs> on Twitter, Instagram. Um, definitely uh, rate. Give us five stars on this episode review. Let us know what you think about this episode of Deadly Friend. Uh, and yes, and you can hit up Mike at ThackerayBanks86 on Twitter and Instagram as well. And me, Bobby Torres with a Z, not an S on Instagram and Twitter. And Bobby likes to spook you on YouTube page. And yes, show us some love. We would love to hear it. Yes. See it. Rate and review, and Bobby will take you out for dinner. Yes. Steak and lobster. <laughs> you know what? You're right. I love lobster. I will do it. <laughs> Just write a review. I promise. Not all of y'all, though. I don't like y'all like that. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, y'all.